What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Middle call! Heavy! Today is Wednesday, and it's our third show in as many days. Even the NBA doesn't play three days in a row anymore, John. But here we are. Monday show, check. Tuesday show, check. Wednesday show, check. When the content calls, Ham is there. A lot going on. Combine. I mean, we're like uh, USPS mail carriers, you know, or Bill Belichick. No days off. Hi, everybody. Welcome. If you missed the Monday pod, you missed the Tuesday pod, you found the Wednesday pod and live show on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, hit that like button. We appreciate it. And subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that. The link to our podcast is down in the description below of the YouTube. The link to the YouTube is in the description of the podcast. If you're listening to that. Uh, as always, get in the ham mailbag. Go to iTunes, leave us a review there. Five stars. Hit us with a question. Any question, I'll also get get some questions into the uh, chat on the live stream, which we're doing right now on YouTube, and, and we'll get to some of your questions as we go along today. Uh, and also tell us your favorite bar in the mailbag, and uh, that's how you get in the mailbag. I just tweeted out the link, but, I mean, I tweeted. I just didn't tweet the link. Yeah. What did you do? Well, I, I tweeted it out just with some bullet points, but no link. Oh, no link. Link free. Yeah, you got you got to have the link. You got to drive the consumer to the product, and I did not have the link in there. So I just. So what are you going to do? I'm going to recopy and paste it, and then I'm going to delete my original tweet. But I, you know, I'm trying to talk as well, so it's. All right, you keep this, doing your thing. I'll uh, hit a few. Comments. I should have done this. I should have done this originally. No, no, go ahead. You, you do that. Uh, Matthew in the chat says, oh, this is Matthew, Matthew from Pink Onion, the owner of Pink Onion, Pink Onion Ham Pod Fire. We do have a pizza named after us. It's fantastic. Uh, Pepperoni, sausage and jalapeno. As I recall, John, there is a pizza on the Pink Onion menu called the Jimmy Garoppolo. There is? Yeah. So I don't know if that's going to be changing anytime soon. No chance that's as good as the ham pie. No chance. They don't call it pies out uh, west, huh? Yeah, I like calling it pie. Let's call it a pie. 
But it's a no- that's a northeast thing. We just call it pizza, I think, out here. But I like calling it pie. Like pie feels well, like I know, but I mean authentic. deep down, like you know, you're a traveled individual. It's like you calling know, just, movies films. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, but even I bet if you went to L.A., you'd have to find like a Hollywood. Like I just think West, we're a little just we're loosey goosey out here. Want to go for a pie? Huh? <laughs> yeah, I like saying that. I love, uh, yeah. You love what? Uh, never mind. All right. Oh, I see what you did there. All right. Uh, John Lynch spoke today, among others. A lot of people, uh, NFL combine news continues. Um, it's workouts haven't been really a story, but, uh, cause nothing they happened. They haven't, yet. Ha- they haven't happened yet. Right. It all kind of starts now. Is it Wednesday night tonight or Thursday where the workouts start? Well, historically the kickers and punters. Uh, go first, and and they. I would imagine it's not on television. McAfee should go live from that. I mean, that would be <laughs> for the brand. That would honestly it might be the highest ratings. We just had McAfee commentating it for the NFL Network, YouTube only NFL Network. You like these quarterbacks? You know, you got guys like Drake London. I want to, you know, people want to see him run. He's not. A lot of guys aren't doing that kind of thing. So, but Drake London's not running, right? That's what I mean. He's not. So yeah. you got, you know, he's not even capable of running. I mean, he can run when he's healthy, but isn't he? Did he break his leg in like November? Yeah, ankle. He says it's eighty five percent, so he's not back yet fully from that. That would be pretty legendary, though, to run like a four four with an eighty five percent broken ankle. Remember when Julio ran a four four, and it turns out like he had a broken foot, and people were like legend. And then Thomas Dimitrov's like, I'll take him. All you got to do is just wear somebody else's shoes, and that makes you a legend when it comes to the forty. You know, yeah, I think the, everyone everyone's wearing new shoes. So I do think the story on Dion was he just. He's told this, and he probably hyped it up a little bit. He ran the 40 and then just kept on going and never came back. Like That was it. You know, he ran like a 4-2 and just kept Ran going. out the door? Yeah, and just left. Went home. In the cleats? Uh, probably. You know, a little different time in like, you know, 89. John, this show is brought to you in part by MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM and the number one. MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM and the number one. Will they match that first deposit dollar for dollar up to 1000 bucks? If you accept the bonus, remember you have to bet the full amount before you can withdraw funds, or you can decline the bonus, and then you're not tied to that. But either way, Ham won. Let them know we sent you. March is here. The madness has officially begun. I don't know if you watch any basketball on Tuesday night, March 1st. I did. Wisconsin. I watch, I watch, I watch Warriors. Do you see any of the Wisconsin game? Well, I followed Big Cat on social media, so I saw him there. Oh, Wisconsin-Purdue last night was an incredible game. Wisconsin won the Big Ten title. Wisconsin banked in a two for the lead, and then Purdue hit a three to tie, and then Wisconsin came down and banked in a wing three with 1.8 seconds left for the win. A wing three banked in. So did they split their co-champions, those two? Uh, they at least have a share, I guess. I don't know if they could still win it outright, probably. Because Wisconsin like threw a party with Big Cat like on the mic. Yeah, yeah. Big Cat, I think, was part of the the uh, t-shirt cannon. Yeah. Anyway, March is here. Go shoot your shot. Nonstop action in my bookie. Predict winners in each round of the my bookie bracket contest for your chance to win a Bitcoin, a Doodle NFT currently valued at over fifty thousand dollars, and over one hundred thousand dollars more in cash prizes whether you're filling out multiple brackets betting the national championship winner or simply looking for player and game props my bookie has you covered sign up today using the code ham1 to make your first deposit earning a free entry in the my bracket contest selections for the bracket will officially begin on march 13th they'll close on march 17th at 12 p.m so make sure you get your deposit in now with ham1 to secure that free entry bet anything anytime anywhere with my bookie 
I almost put like $1,000 on the Mavs last night who were playing the Lakers, minus five. I'm just like, I am shorting the Lakers. And they ended up losing by five. So, I'm, you know, it, it, I mean, it would have been a push, but right, you right. Know, I, I, it had crossed oh, What was my it mind. with like a minute left? Was it down eight yeah, it, or it, three? It, 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 had, it, it had kind of kept gravitating, going back and forth between like three, four, and then like six, seven, you know, kind of in that little range. It was like, God, Vegas knows. And then I think there was a moment late in the game where like LeBron got fouled and he hit one to two and he covered. Man. But would have been a rush. It would have been a free rush right there for you. No L, but no yeah. win. Wow. It's, I, I think betting on college basketball is much easier than betting on the... You just don't know who's going to try in the NBA. Like, at least, like, I bet Wisconsin-Purdue. What, what would you say the effort level by all 10 players was? 10 I mean, 1,000. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Big but the Ten's second, pretty good at basketball. Big Cat's pretty good at basketball? No, bi- the Big Ten is pretty oh, good Oh, the Big Ten's pretty good at Big Ten, Big Cat's nimble, athletic. Yeah. Um, all right, John, we, uh, we go live to Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers situation. Look at me. I am the captain now. Jimmy Garoppolo has taken control of uh, what may not even be a trade. We talked about this when it was announced that he needs shoulder surgery on Tuesday, that uh, perhaps the Niners would be in such a tough spot that they'd have to release Jimmy. But that comes with a $7.5 million uh, injury guarantee if he can't pass his physical. So now they're really in a stuck between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, to me, this information of the seven and a half, which I just, we just didn't, I, I, I talked about it and I think you did too yesterday. Like, you know, you release him. If that's on the table, you just get rid of his money, which is not the case. You know, you, you keep basically $20 million, but you would owe him seven and a half. So you would have seven and a half of dead cat money and he would be guaranteed seven and a half million dollars. I think this completely changes the landscape and actually is pretty understandable did Don Yee and Jimmy Garoppolo are in full control of this motherfucker because they are guaranteed to get 15 to $20 million. So this restructure and taking pay cuts like that is no longer happening. You know, it, to me, the minimum just to facilitate a trade would be a couple million dollars, three or four, but there is no doing the Niners a favor. And let's face it, business is business. You know, I'm not saying they're trying to screw the Niners or whatever. They're doing the best for themselves. Just like the Niners did last year when they traded for Trey Lance, but this really complicates matters because no one's trading for a hurt player $27 million. That's not happening. And I do think it's really complicated to try to figure out what number it is. Like, it doesn't behoove Jimmy Garoppolo to be like, yeah, I'll facilitate a trade for $18 million. Because you know what you tell that team? Well, I'll, I'll come there. We'll force them to cut me. You don't have to give up anything. You can pay me $18 million. And I also get the $7.5 million. And here's what we know. The 49ers are not going to keep Jimmy Garoppolo as he rehabs this injury and just be on the hook for $27 million until meaning wait until he's healthy enough to pass a physical, then cut him or Or, or, try and trade him or even try to trade him uh, because they have to utilize that money. The most valuable part of having Trey Lance, just like having Josh Allen, just like having Justin Herbert, just like having Lamar Jackson is you have extra ammunition, right? You have extra ammunition with money and you can buy players. You have to buy players with that money. So it's, I, I, you can't waste or screw around with the greatest asset that Trey Lance gives you beside his play and a bit, you know, if he's a good player, I'm just saying like the added variable that we've been hammering home now for years with drafting rookie quarterbacks is those first couple years, you get to put all your chips in the middle of the table. 
They traded a first for Frank Clark, and they paid him a bunch of money. They went and signed uh, Sammy Watkins. Be aggressive. Yeah, I mean, the salary cap, which applies, right, which applies here when Jimmy's on your team, is if there were no salary cap, hell, you and you had limitless funds, you might keep him around if there was no trade value for him. But as we know, there would be a trade value for him, right? If you were the if you were the Yankees, you would keep you would hold on if you couldn't get rid of him for nothing. Yeah, but you know, don't hold on to uh, to money that's already gone. The number one asset now, as it relates to Jimmy Garoppolo, is the money, not the trade compensation. Right? It's not getting a second round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. The number one goal now is to not not have to pay him seven and a half million dollars. That is now the number one goal. Do not get stuck with seven and a half million dollars on your books. That is, to me, the number one goal. You agree? Above getting a third rounder instead of a fifth rounder. You would trade him for a seventh round pick to get rid of all the money at this point in time. So now the question is, is Jimmy going to help you do that? Right? Because an acquiring team doesn't want to take on Jimmy Garoppolo's full contract without his ability to pass a physical. Because he, he, can't, he can't pass a physical if he's yeah, yeah. this much. So we're talking about acquiring him at his full value and him not being able to pass a physical. Now, John Lynch said, it's uh, as surgeries go, it's a minor surgery. But that's what we're talking about. What team in their right mind would acquire Jimmy Garoppolo at his full salary this year and take him on while he can't pass a physical? Right. I mean, if his contract was... $18 million this year, you, you you might take him on without, because if they cut him and then he can pass a physical, right? The incentive you would have, let's say if you're the Steelers, is that you think there's three other teams out there that would pay Jimmy Garoppolo $20 million a year. And so you want to trade for him to ensure that you get him and you're willing to pay a little bit more than that um, to get him, right? You're willing to pay a fifth round pick or a sixth round pick to ensure he doesn't hit free agency and the Washington football team can't go sign him. But what would it get to if three teams were all bidding for Jimmy Garoppolo? What would his one-year contract, let's say? And they probably wouldn't sign him to a one-year contract. They'd probably sign him to a two-year contract. Fully but, healthy? Yeah, well, let's just say the Niners cut Jimmy Garoppolo. Healthy or unhealthy, they cut him. And the football team, the Broncos, and the Steelers all want to sign him. I and think he's talking to all of them. I think it would be in the 15 to $20 million range. And when you got multiple teams, you always lean the highest number. So I think you'd get one year, $20 million potentially. Yeah. So then if you are the Steelers, let's just pick the Steelers or the Broncos. Let's pick the Steelers. You say to Jimmy, Jimmy, we want to trade for you. We want you here. And we'll let's rework your contract. We'll pay you $20 million this year and have a, I don't know, some player, some option whereby even if we cut you next year, you get $7 million. Maybe what you do is you do like a two-year $40 million with 20 guaranteed, and you know what would happen then is you can move the money in the salary cap, so it's a, it's a lesser hit right now. But I was like, what's his incentive to do that? His incentive would be um, it happens faster, potentially. He gets, injured, he, he gets injured a lot, so it's like you might just I might just stick around, get some more money. Yeah, I mean, his incentive would be he hasn't passed the physical yet. Now, if you think you're going to pass the physical like you do, then you're not too worried about that. His incentive would be he goes and rehabs this injury at another team facility, like his new team, right? Yeah. Depending on you know when the deal happens, if he's allowed to go to the team facility and all that. That'd be one thing. Is like, I just want to get traded to that team so I can get into the playbook now. 
I can just start being a member of the Steelers instead of spending another month and a half on the 49ers. Yes. Now, what's that worth to you? Is that worth seven a seven million dollar pay cut? It may not be, but I just don't. I just do not find the 49ers holding on to him past a couple days past free agency as an option. I don't view that as an option. That is, that's that's not on the table for them. They can they're going to publicly say that and they're going to push that. They're not going to do that. Like that's just that's just not an option for them. I I, I believe that to my core. They're not keeping him. Like he won't be on the team in August. It'd, it'd be, they might hold him as long as they have to hold as long as they can hold him until there are players they want to sign that are going to send them over the salary cap. Which that, that's probably a better way to put it. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, like D Ford doesn't really save them any money if they cut D Ford. It saves them like two million bucks, and they have right now. You know, like eleven million dollars. I think is what over the cap said. And but here, here's the thing, things. though, guy. We've seen it the last several years. This shit comes fast and furious early on, right? Those first couple days of free agency, because that that moratorium, you know, if you can't trade him, and I, they're figuring it out the, the next couple weeks, I think he would be cut before the first day of free agency. I think they would cut him. You know, if they if they are unable to trade him and unable to come to some sort of agreement where a team can facilitate a trade, I think he's cut before the seventeenth. Because because you need to be locked and loaded. It's there's no patience. You're rocking and rolling. Yeah, it just depends on what you think you're going to do, right? Well, they're going to do stuff. They have to. They need right. a team. I mean, they got free agents. They got holes. I mean, there's part of drafting Trey Lance was for these next couple of years for these moments. You know. Yeah, I mean, the one reason to hold them would be that uh, there are teams out there that might try to get. You know, it, Pete Carroll said Russell Wilson's not getting traded. It doesn't look like Aaron Rodgers is getting traded. Hold him for what? Though? I mean, till when? Yeah, so you, no, a couple like of days. Camp? No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, the, to me, the incentive to hold him is like, well, let's say people think Mitchell Trubisky is a starting quarterback. Okay, so we'll use the same three teams. The Broncos, the Steelers, and the football team are all trying to sign Mitchell Trubisky. Two of them are going to miss out. Okay, so now those two teams have an incentive to make sure they don't whiff on the next guy, Jimmy Garoppolo, and trade you a sixth for him. Well, you're you're holding him for sure up until the moment because teams are going to know who I'm getting those first couple days of the more you know that dead period. But you're allowed to cheat before you that's can consummate. When, that's when teams would freak out. Like we're not going to have a quarterback. You know, like the football team or the Denver. I got you. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. But I but I but I think it's it's going to happen the 15th, 16th, 17th in that range. Like there is, I will be stunned if it's like. March 20th, and Jimmy's just still on the roster. I, I can't see that happening. Yeah. Especially because the Niners were planning, like, this is why so many people predicted that he'd be traded. He'd be, the prediction was he'd get traded before March 16th anyway. I mean, and again, agreed but, to, but, right? but, it, but it did dramatically change the moment Schefter went on the tweets, you know, the thread, right? Like, to me, if he's 100% healthy right now, even just rehabbing his little bad thumb, the, the Chris Paul injury. <laughs> Uh, he, it'd be fine. Like this, right, right. The, the reason, like people keep, how are they going to cut him? Because he's got a fucked up shoulder. Like that, that is the reason. It's not they're not cutting him because they want to cut him. It's just the the shoulder injury completely complicated everything. When he has a twenty seven million dollars salary and he has seven and a half. To me, even if the number had been like only two million dollars guaranteed injury, it'd be like whatever. But the seven and a half thing gives so much power to Jimmy and Don Yee. Because they right. know the going rate minimum for a guy of his stature on the open market. Hell, was Glennon was 15, 16 a couple years ago. And they know the 49ers want, have no interest in $7.5 million of dead money on their cap. 
No, but they also know that like the 20 plus 7 equals 27. So does it behoove you to take any sort of pay cut to facilitate yourself somewhere where you know you're going to cut me anyway and then I can just end up there? Yeah, the the other the the game of chicken would be do you agree to some pay cut, some trade to prevent the team you want to go to from signing somebody else, right? Now you would tell if you're Donya, you tell the Steelers, "Look, just don't sign Mitchell Trubisky for 2 days. Once they cut us, that's where we're coming." Right? But they but they wouldn't be able to sign other players if they do that move. No, no, no. They don't I'm have saying the space. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying if you're Don Yee, you would have an your incentive if I were going to play devil's advocate to take less money to to facilitate a trade would be to make sure you end up on the team you want to end up on and that team doesn't move on from you. Yeah. But, but you could tell but the counter is you would just tell that team, we're coming to you. Just wait. Don't go give Mitchell Trubisky fourteen million dollars. Don't worry. I'd also say it's dumb to assume that they'd be dead set on one team. I think they'd have several options totally. and they'd go yeah. like where they can get the most cashola. Yeah. I mean, here's I, the thing. But I think Jimmy wants to, like, I think Jimmy probably, he's played for the 49ers in two NFC championship games and he played for Bill Belichick. But I'm saying the team you're mentioning, little... Denver and Pittsburgh, I mean, these are good places. Yeah, yeah. I'd be, I'm just saying, I'd be surprised if Jimmy went strictly by highest bidder. Like, I think he probably wants to win. Now, the good news for him is he can win in the, even Washington, he can win there. Would it really twist the knife on Shanahan if he went and won in Washington? I don't think he'd give a shit. I don't either. Just, uh, yeah, I don't think he gives a fuck. I think he just needs to Well, if he wouldn't trade him there, then it would be something, actually. Yeah, but I think they would if that was their only option to trade him, right? And Jimmy would I think so, too. Up. I think he would trade. Now, he'd be getting... They did do a trade. I mean, they traded for Trent Williams. So it's like Yeah, but that was just... With them. <laughs> I know. They had, the, like, they had the asset, and it was a fuck you to Washington that they got to trade for Trent Williams. But it could be Jimmy if that's where he was dead set on going because they would pay him $27 million. The Niners would kind of... you know, even if 100%. Jimmy, they would do that tr- deal. It'd be, the, it'd be the opposite. Like, Kyle doesn't really want to trade him there just because he hates Dan Snyder, but it's like, I'll just give him there. That's the point. Yeah, I mean, you... you the Again, the sixth-round pick you get is irrelevant. It's the not having to have his seven and a half million dollars against the cap. Yeah. Cause that number, you know, is, is that a second round contract isn't seven and a half million dollars. And obviously you're not getting a first. Like, so that value to you is a second round pick minimum. Soapy on the stream says, would the Niners eat a percentage of his salary for a better pick or would they just boot him? No, because I, if it meant, yeah, we'll, we'll eat a percentage of his salary so that we get a first round pick or a second round pick. Yeah. Oh, you're but saying Denver Bronco, Von Miller style? But they're not getting that. They're not getting – holding on to him isn't the difference between a fourth-round pick and a second-round pick. One, one thing I thought this morning was – Oh, the, oh, I see what you're saying. You're saying somehow – I don't think they I don't think they would – unless they were buying a first-round pick, I don't think they would. Do you? Uh, Well, if you give me like a third and I eat seven, eight million dollars of it, I, I, was, I had the thought this morning that this is – this is going to be impressive – if they're if they can avoid cutting him with John and Parag, like w- this week for them at the combine, like it's clear they they have th- their number one priority before Gilmore and signing some offensive linemen, and it's figuring out this Jimmy situation because a lot of it's out of your control. So you kind of got a deal make, <laughs> you know, you, you're using right. leverage like th- those two guys right now, kind of hustling with the money and do hell doing a deal like that or, you know, because you would eat $5 million if you give me a second-round pick. I think you'd do that in a heartbeat, right? I'll eat 5 or $6 million. You give me pick 40, or I'm just throwing a random pick, right? But it'd have to be good because the Denver Broncos did that. Now, they why did they care? It was like the end of the year. 
trade deadline, we're not good anyway. Vaughn Miller here for a second and a third, we'll eat $8 million of a salary. Remember the Ostweiler trade was kind of like that too? And remember, they got in trouble because yeah. there were rules, like unlike the NBA, but you, you, you can. I mean, clearly, Denver Broncos just did it. I think the Niners would do that, but up to what number, you know? Would they would they eat the seven and a half to get a better the third round pick? You know, if you're gonna cut them anyway, maybe you do. If you're gonna cut them anyway. But I think cutting them anyway, like I, I don't see how anyone could argue after the last twenty four hours of the injury and then gaining the knowledge once you dive into his contract that cutting him isn't on the table. They went not, from not because they want to be it on the table, just because that his fucking uh his value with a messed up shoulder and can't throw well, they threw out July 4th, guy. I mean, that's best case. I mean, it could easily be like, you know, we got to ease him in during training camp, right? Couldn't it's like you he got surgery yesterday. He hasn't gotten surgery yet. Do you think it's a lock? If you were a betting man right now, I said, guy, pull out $1,000. Would you feel comfortable putting $1,000 on Jimmy is throwing day one of training camp for wherever he's playing? I, I don't I, I'm not a, I don't know enough about the surgery I, I know, to have a but, take. But I think but. it's fair It's fair to say that they already, they threw, Schefter threw out July 4th. Yeah. Based on just what he's told the surgery recovery time is. Well, who do you think's telling him that? Yeah, I mean, he hasn't gotten the surgery yet. When's he going to the, has he scheduled it yet? So, well, yeah, it's well, hard to. And maybe they could want that out there because they want to get cut. I, I think there's a very strong possibility, and I wouldn't blame them that Don Yee and Jimmy Garoppolo want to get cut. Well, the, not a strong possibility, John. What, what would be why? Of course, yes, they want to get cut. Yeah, they want to <laughs> get, get $7.5 million, Then they go pick their destination. No strings attached. Free agency tour. I'm here, baby. And because you know what do they think is like, why don't if if Mike Glennon got, what'd you say, $14 million? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was a disastrous contract. Why, it was like 14, why don't they think they can get two years and $40 million? Well, they who, probably could. When can you ever get a quarterback for who, who gets a quarterback that anyone has ever seen succeed for $20 million a year? Like, it doesn't happen. Well, take. I mean, he's got a he's got a messed up thumb and a shoulder, it's a bad, which is problematic. Which is and why he you, would, I, which would be, as someone put out in the chat, like a reason for him to accept it, if to renegotiate a contract and take less money to get more years because he's hurt all the time. But when you say two years, forty million w- w- guaranteed, don't you think it would be around the you know the one year salary? Yeah, maybe it's uh, to me. I could see it being thirty. Yeah, like ten coming just, your way next year, no matter what happens. I mean, it's hard not to laugh when John's like, you know. He hurt his shoulder in the Dallas game, but he hurt it because he was trying to protect his other injury. Good point, John. And I thought, well, that's glass half empty, right? You know, he's like, well, he's got multiple. He got injured because he was trying to protect another injury. But then you could also, on the positive side, if I was negotiating, I'd be like, it wasn't a playoff game, which we won. (laughs) So he's a playoff quarterback, which he won. So, yeah, he got double injured. Plays hurt. Plays hurt. You could argue all these guys play hurt. So does your guy play hurt well or play hurt bad? I mean, Dak's getting another surgery, right? He did throw, I think the pick six came late in the game. That pick six was, what was the worst pick? The pick six at Dallas or the pick in the baby zone against the Packers at the end of the half, the first half? Remember, the first half was like his Romo move. Yeah. They were were both kind of Romo moves, if I remember. How did the pick six play out? Was that deflected? No, it was like a Jimmy rollout. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They were both Jimmy rollouts to the right. I think I think the baby zone pick, given that you just knew like they you were may never up be in the red zone again. They were up twenty two to six at yeah. Dallas. So now it made it a game. 
The baby but zone I, was like, are they going to lose this game nine to nothing? <laughs> oh yeah, the yeah, Packers, Packers. I I agree with this. How about the Jalen Ramsey drop pick? The the Mullins pick six, the worst one ever. <laughs> How about what about the Jimmy pick six in Minnesota that like got wiped out by penalty? Like four years ago, remember that in the opener? No, it was Detroit. Remember it was against Stafford because they won the game. It was a lot. He threw a pick six toward the end of the game. Wasn't there a pick six against Minnesota earlier well, in the game? A road well, game in Minnesota. Oh, uh, well, the playoff game he threw a pick six to Kendricks, didn't he? No, no, yeah, yeah, that was a bad one too. At the end of the half, I'm talking. I thought there was a Minnesota pick six. Maybe Kendricks didn't score, but he threw a bad pick. Remember the Niners? Kendricks one was terrible. The Kendricks one was really bad. You know the worst one that happened actually was. The irony is like it was. Remember Carson Wentz's pick six, Al Shair threw it right to him, and he's walked yeah. in the end zone. Yeah. Like, so the, you know, it's just like it's like you're watching your own quarterback. It's like the Spider Man meme. It's like this is this is crazy. How about how about the Garoppolo Week 18 Rams game fumble? Uh, I think the pick where he just it just because I was sitting there where he just threw it up into the air. I know he kind of got hit, but it just floated up in the air mm, over the middle. I'd also say the pick he threw in that game to like Kittle, but he was like Kittle had like seven guys around him, and then Kittle had to like hit it up, and then Jalen Ramsey just fell on guy. They were like on the seven yard line. Jimmy's had some, you know, if, if we're arguing in a in a free agency meeting, it's a good debate, and we're, just, and we're just going through the negatives. You could make a cut tape of the negatives that is like, are we done yet? No, I, coach, we got about seventeen more clips to go. I'd I'd have paid for like you know how Belichick got on the Belichick did like the NFL one hundred list, took it really seriously. If you gave me like McDaniel and Shanahan going through the ten biggest mistakes of Garoppolo's career and just going through the tape for an hour, <laughs> that'd be good content. It does feel McDaniel's a little with Jimmy because Jimmy would be like, "Oh yeah, that was my bad, my bad on that one." Like, remember when to, I went to the Super Bowl? My bad. Yeah, on that to, one. to to me, you have to remove McDaniel. A little too happy. I need just Kyle by himself, dark room, him and Jimmy. But but the light with the camera so we can see it. Like I, I don't McDaniel could lighten the room up. Kyle, like with every clip, would just be fucking so hot. God damn it! I had this dialed. But and you'd have to add in some of the like. Uh, the slip out from like the use checks and kittles, you know, when it's like the fake block. And then he's what they're like, when he misses, Jimmy! when he misses use check against the Titans, that game, that throw, didn't he do, didn't he miss him against the Colts too? I mean, I think he missed that, the use check slip three or four times in his career. Emmanuel Sanders, Super Bowl. Yeah. To me that, but wouldn't you say that's a play that like I've seen elite guys miss? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Brady once overthrew Welker and everyone's like little arms. And then they overthrew Brady. Was it Welker that overthrew? Who overthrew? Was it Amendola that overthrew Tom? That's a good question. Remember they had the Super Bowl throwback to Brady and they overthrew him? Would you have in your playbook that double pass back to the quarterback if he was a quarterback like Tom that couldn't move? I, I don't know if I'd institute that one. I mean, that's the best time to use it when they think there's no chance. I feel like it doesn't I'd use really it on work. third down, I think, like third and short. <laughs> I just don't think it really works with that type of guy. Yeah. You got to hit him in stride. Anyway, uh, go from getting so. You know what? Here's the other thing I'll say about the Jimmy uh, for, for the moment. So what? Like not getting anything for him in a trade is a lot. Is, is 
having to having seven and a half million dollars against the cap for Jimmy Garoppolo this year is a lot worse than getting nothing for him in the trade. Here's what you tell yourself. We we traded a second round pick for him. We won four playoff games with him as our starting quarterback, and we made it to a Super Bowl. And we were leading the the NFC Championship game two years after the Super Bowl in the four, going into the fourth quarter. So it's like, listen, do you know what sucks? Being the Colts. They gave up the 16th pick, and they do not like their quarterback one year in. Like, to me, I would just keep telling myself, hey, guys, just Carson Wentz, the Colts. Like, we've had it pretty good. You know, Carson Wentz, the Colts. Carson Wentz, the Colts. Because I think sometimes, sometimes you know, as, as everyone made fun of Phil, you can be a little greedy. It's like, you know, if you got to take a seventh to get rid of the money, fucking win. Now, again, I would not have said that a week ago, but the Schefter tweet Things change. Things change. Things change. By the way, speaking of uh, Phil Mickelson, what, what what's Tiger just waiting around with this tweet? Phil tweeted, out, thankful for the PIP money. Why did Tiger just today tweet, whoops? Well, because it got announced the PIP money and Phil didn't win, Tiger did. But didn't we know, what didn't it leak like a week ago that Phil didn't win? Yeah, but I think the PGA Tour like officially announced like the results, how they Smart. got it. So it was, maybe it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm surprised the PGA Tour didn't do something. You know how Michigan-Ohio State week, Ohio State crosses out the M and Michigan, they don't put any O's, they have like an X. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the tour even put Phil Mickelson's name on the list. Do you know the irony of Phil, just looking at this? Is this tweet from Phil old or new? Yeah, this is, tweet is from, uh, this tweet from Phil was, so I'm going to see you in Kapalua. This was from like January 1st. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Is that Phil's Phil, take a little break. Okay. Who gets very angry at like uh, the PGA Tour. He also talks a bunch of shit about the Masters. His logo is based on a moment at the Masters. And he, I heard Pat Perez say this the other day. Maybe I've mentioned this on the podcast too. Like multiple people have said this. Like Tiger should get the pip for like just give it to him for like five straight years for everything he's brought to everybody. You know. But this is that was a pretty big fuck you by Tiger. It really was. It really was. I love that Tiger didn't even take the time to change the emojis to an emoji that kind of looks like him. It's just orange hair, yellow face. Do you do the emoji change to no. look like you? I don't. I don't either. All right, John, coming up next, or now, I don't know why I said coming up next. Uh, this morning, John Lynch was on Good Morning Football. Here's what he said about Trey Lance. Hey, we're been putting on his KNBR hat. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm going to go do the night show, John. Yeah, you could restart that for the video purposes. I just had to get that in. <laughs> Sounded like Lund. Uh, all right, here's what John Lynch said on Good Morning Football talking about his mental capabilities he can handle a lot and uh i I think he's just got that makeup um that uh that the great ones do we can only hope he can be that's the hope patrick mahomes or anything close to that and uh you know he's gonna get his chance to go show that the and the the reason he said mahomes was schrager said was talking about mahomes practicing as a rookie and how much they loved him story you've told before so that's that's the context of he didn't just bring up Mahomes to say Mahomes, but because um, they talked about the practice film leaking of Trey Lance and John Lynch had a laugh like we kind of did that. Yeah, it did feel like Lynch was the Niners <laughs> were somehow behind it, didn't it? <laughs> uh, do I need to text someone? Hey guys, if you guys want to leak some shit, I'll fucking post that shit on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, what what are we doing here? Hey, send it all to Javier. <laughs> uh, I I listen. 
I thought today watching John Lynch on Good Morning Football and then watching him again try to kind of navigate, and this is not, I you know, he has a lot of strong suits. I do think he struggles at kind of lying and bullshitting because he's a positive person and he he it was a tough. He's spot a straightforward person. Yeah, just Jimmy being on the roster is like, again, this isn't really shocking. But anytime you just hear these guys talk, like they put all their chips in the middle of the table on Trey Lance, which again is of course they did. But like you watch John Lynch for you know this morning talking with Schrager on Good Morning Football, and then again his press conference, like they're all in. They're all in. He said something they've said before, which is we love him more than we did when we drafted him, which um, is pretty easy to believe given how little they knew about him when they drafted him as a football player, right? Do you think Joe Douglas could say that with a straight face in New York? No, I think that's the beauty of the one thing that comes with not playing is we're still very hopeful about what you could be. We haven't seen all of your flaws yet. Now, they've seen a lot in practice, and they have opinions on him based on practice. I think they have hammered since day one. He got two stars. Maybe he wetted their beak. That's true. That's true. And I think he did enough good stuff to make you feel good. We'd like to be a little more urgency in the running. Yes. Maybe he's just not. I, I'd be okay maybe, if he doesn't run not times. Yeah. I, I, I thought he was uncomfortable as a runner. I think he'll feel... You know, I expect him to get a little better as a runner, maybe a lot better as a runner. I expect him to get a lot better at a lot of things. That so do they. They need him to, right? Like even Lynch. It's funny to your point. Like John Lynch is like, you know, um, I'm worried about Jimmy's shoulder right now because right now Jimmy's a part of our team. It's like we, you know, he he has a hard time saying it because he can't out and out say. I guess he could. Like we're trading Jimmy. Hopefully we won't have to cut him. We don't want to get stuck with seven and a half million. Prague's going to be pissed. But, um, you know, he the, the, he's their starting quarterback. When the 49ers, barring a Tom Brady miracle, when the 49ers break the huddle week one, wherever the hell that is next year at the Rams on Thursday Night Football, I don't know, it's Trey Lance, number five is coming out of the huddle for the first snap. And he's going to hand it off. Would you want Rams week one, by the way, or is that too early? Too early. Yeah, yeah I agree. Like Rams, let them do their banner or whatever against. Um, Give them the Chargers, the Chiefs, or something. They, they, I mean, you do want of, it like, to be non- a good game. The Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Chiefs play every Thursday to open the season. Yeah, it's an easy one. Yeah. But uh, whenever it happens, number five is coming out. So we're going to spend a lot of time this offseason. We're going to go to camp. There's going to be Trey Lance videos all over the place. Is Trey Lance ready? One player says he is. Asked about it after practice. Fred Warner said this. Fred Warner picked them off twice today. Asked about it after practice. Debo Samuel said that. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm here for all of it. Like, we don't get to fast forward. We got to, every step of the way, take every step on the ladder and figure out how ready is he. But we're going to find out when he takes the first snap of the regular season as the starting quarterback for the 49ers. Yeah. The, the offseason for a guy like him and like any young player, I mean, I used to always – I mean, this is – when I worked in the NFL, they would hammer this home, hammer this home, hammer this home. The biggest jump guys make is their first to second year because – and GMs – I've heard a lot of guys talk about this. It's hard for young players when you draft them because they don't – their offseason's really kind of crazy, right? They go to the combine, they start doing pro days, then they start traveling everywhere, then immediately they just go to OTAs. Like it's it kind of never stops for them. And then the summer they take a take a deep breath and boom, training camp hits and they're in the fucking NFL. It's much easier like take a deep breath, you get the offseason, you already know exactly what the offense is or the defense is. 
you just get to kind of, it's just a smoother transition. Then it's on you to just improve. Like I've been saying this forever on this podcast and everywhere. Now, I didn't make this up. I mean, I've learned it from football guys. You either get better or you get worse. And young players, like so many of them, stay in neutral. Like the guys that don't, you know, because a lot of guys, like for every Debo and Kittle and, you know, star play, DK Metcalf, like a lot of guys just don't really hear from. And then they just kind of get wiped out. Nikhil Harry. Like Nikhil Harry just didn't get any better. You know, you have to improve. And at quarterback, to me, whatever his offseason training is, leaning into the OTAs and developing an immediate rapport with three guys, right? Because handing off the ball is going to be easy for him. He can fucking, the run game is going to be sweet. It always is with Kyle. But George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, and obviously Debo Samuel. Like those guys developing a rapport this offseason. And luckily, you know, you and I have been to so many practices. Like I, I think Kittle, in my, all my years of going to NFL practices, is one of the better practice players I've ever seen. Like, you don't go to practice with him there, and he's not fucking going. And I think clearly Ayuk last year, you know, I, I thought he looked good, but clearly they had higher expectations. You would hope, right, I think the expectations on him are going to be really high coming in the season, like build off what happened in the second half of the season and become a stud player for us. Yeah. And who, and who knows? Like, I, I doubt this happens, but, I mean, there's a chance Debo's holding in or something right until the the contract even in OTAs there's a chance I mean Lynch made the point today and it felt like he was talking about Debo and Bosa they're gonna get paid but I'm just saying like if you're Debo like I'm not doing OTAs and tearing my ACL or something the Niners don't want him doing that either tearing his ACL either or pulling a a, you know straining a groin or whatever it wouldn't shock me if those guys show up now Bosa has the history right the Bosa's but it wouldn't shock me if there's a, a hey, let's just let's talk and talk and talk, and you come to practice, but we're we are getting a deal done for you. You do not need to hold out. We are giving you a new contract. I said like, I said hold I said hold in. Oh, hold in. Okay. I hey, I might vote for him to hold in just to keep him healthy. Yeah, I would hold in. But you need him to work with Trey Lance. That's the hard part. I think hold in is the new move. Like I'm a high character guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know? TJ Watts like I'm here. I think Deshaun, the hold in. Sean didn't get credit for the hold in. Well, to me, Debo feels like a hold in. Like if you said he's something's he's not going to practice, do you think he holds out or holds in? I'd be, I bet he holds in. If it was a hold in versus a hold out, he'd be a hold in. But I do think they're going to say to him, like Debo, we want part of what we're about to pay you is like we need you to be out there with Trey Lance getting ready for the season, right? And then I'd go get this deal done then, and I'll yeah. practice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. Before we go any further, let's tell the people about our friends at butcherbox.com/ham. Right now, you get free ground beef for life. In every order of Butcher Box for the life of your membership, two pounds of it at butcherbox.com slash who? That's butcherbox.com slash ham. Butcherbox.com slash ham. It's not just ground beef that you're ordering. Oh my God, there's so many great things. I've done it. John's done it. I stacked in the freezer with it, whether it's the 100% grass fed beef. Your steaks, your free range. I, I, guy, I, had a, I, I cooked last night steaks. I got two steaks from the freezer. Yep. Thawed them out. I took onions, uh, red peppers, mm. and more onions. I mm. put it in the pan, mm. and boom. I thawed it out, cooked the steaks, and then I just had steak fajita mix. I love it. It was, it was unreal. Butcherbox.com slash ham. I had the wild-cut sea- uh, 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 salmon. Wild-cut was seafood. It? You got other options. Fantastic. Okay. It's hard to beat, guy. No. It, it really is. And then when you factor in ground beef for life, once you get a subscription, how, how do you... I, how do you beat that? Free. Each box contains 8 to 14 pounds of meat. 
Depending on the box you choose, that's enough for 24 individual meals, packed fresh, shipped frozen for convenience. You can save time on your next grocery store trip. Hell, skip it. Customize your own box or go with one of theirs. Either way, you get exactly what you want. Go to butcherbox.com slash ham to get two pounds of ground beef free in every order for the life of your membership. This is your chance to never have to shop for ground beef again. New members get free GB for life. It's butcherbox.com slash ham to claim this deal. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it. Four years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you Free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at game time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called game time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, been there a million times, never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, on the stream, stop lying, Middlecoff. You had McDonald's. When was the last time you had McDonald's? I know you didn't have McDonald's. Uh, I haven't had McDonald's in a long time. You remember the Big and Tasty? I was never Big and Tasty or Big oh, Mac. Man. I just I just like the cheeseburgers. Not the Big Man, Big Mac, no. The extra piece of bread was always in my way. And I love bread, but extra piece of bread was in my way. John Lynch had a good laugh uh, during his press conference when they asked him about uh, TV. And he said, look, I, you know, I lucky to have some good relationships and good friends. And, you know, you talk, uh, they talk, you listen. And uh, it's pretty crazy the amount of money they're offering people to go just talk about TV. He had a good laugh. It was a good line from him. But I do this because of passion that I have to compete. That's why I'm here. 
And I thought it was a great answer. I thought it was one of John Lynch's best answers because I think it was a very heartfelt answer for him when asked about uh, considering television. When you look back at Troy Aikman last year, kind of talking with McVeigh and Traeger about just how he's always kind of dreamed and had the itch of being a GM and he think he could do it. Looking back, do you think that was he was saying that to kind of put some pressure on Fox and negotiating tool, or was that real? Like, I was thought that it was something, real listening to I, it. I, I, did, I did too. And I, I think a lot of guys, former players, uh, basketball, baseball, and obviously football, that, that truly, truly like are just football or baseball or basketball guys to their core. Like it's just, it means everything to them. Dream about doing what John Lynch did. And John Lynch actually did it. You know, he was, at the time when he left, he wasn't a Hall of Fame player, but he was clearly one of the better players, you know, famous players from his decade. Was a multimillionaire. The thing that TV provided him, and even Troy, Troy talked about this with these guys. Like it's a, it's hard. It's not easy, but it is a cushy job relative to being a GM, right? You only work during the fall and you get paid, you know, $10 million, $8 million, whatever. You get paid a shitload of money. He left the cushy job, went all in, and has been for five years and then got offered a substantial amount more money than he would make being a GM or that he used to make on TV and said, no, like I, I have. I think we got to like give the fucking guy some respect on just how all in he is on just being a football guy. Like I think deep down he loves being just in the trenches with people. And I think it's easier the farther you get away from it. Like I, I, I'm not saying Troy doesn't enjoy that too, but he's been away from it now for 20 years. I, I have a lot of respect for Deion Sanders. You know, Deion's big thing was like, I'm not going to be an assistant coach. I'm going to be a head coach. And then it was like, Dion, no one's going to hire as a head coach. It's like, fuck it, I'll just go to the to HBCU. And a couple years in, it's pretty clear, like, this guy's going to get a job. You know, I, but he, a lot of guys would not have done what he did, right? He did not, like, Hugh Jackson had no choice. Hugh Jackson's the most toxic coach. No one will touch him with a 10-foot pole. Dion put his money where his mouth was. Well, Art Bryles is the most toxic coach. And well, Hugh touched him with a 10-foot pole. Yeah, so it just, I, I think John turning down, the, like, John's not into cushy. John's into football. And the grind that is a general manager, it's just a lot of work, man. I mean, I, I've seen it firsthand. I, I just, and I didn't, as just a underling, you don't, like, it's a double whammy when you're You were a minion. Dog. One no, of Andy's minions. But but I didn't, there was no pressure on me beside, like, from them, right? They get, like, yeah. the credit or the negativity. Now, they get paid a lot of money, but he turned down a huge race to stay in the trenches, and I just get back to guy. There is now again. They have money, uh, but I, I do believe this. And I've never made millions of dollars, but I've made some money doing this. You know, things are going fucking good. Money does not bring you. It obviously helps with life. It helps you, you know, buy a house or fucking buy clothes or put your kids in nice schools or whatever. But it does not bring you happiness. And people have said this for years. Like it can bring you maybe short term happiness, but ultimately it, it doesn't. If you base things on that, you're gonna. You're going to be disappointed. And I, I think the highs that he got off just the two games, let's just say the Dallas game and the Green Bay game, there is no money, if you're a football guy, that can quantify that. Did you see, I retweeted it. I've known this guy for a long time. And I, listen, I, I think this guy is like an old school, no bullshit guy. He's a Patriot guy, John Robinson. I think he went to Air Force. He's from the Tennessee area, but he's now the general manager of Tennessee. 
And he did, you know, a lot of these coaches do it. They do, you know, their media press conference where anyone can go. And then they go off to the side with their people, like just the the guys that cover the Titans, or I'm sure Lynch did this with the 49er guys. When I went a couple years ago, Kyle did that just for the Mayoko and Barros and those guys. And they asked him, like, it, what he could have done better this season. He started crying. And, and, you know, part of it was like, we had we were the number one seed, had a home playoff game in the second round. He's like, that fucking place was rocking. And he says, like, you start thinking, like, what that place would have been like in the NFC Championship or the AFC Championship game. And there's just the high that these guys get. Like, they're not, football guys are not driven, at least the good ones. And I think a lot of people have been added to the industry because the amount of money. And I think they've, and maybe they've always had some element of this, but just because of the wealth some fraudulent people that are in it for the wrong reasons. Like the old, it's easy with the older guys. Like ultimately it's Andy Reed and Pete Carroll were coaching when they were making fucking $10 an hour 50 years ago. Right. So, but the new age guys, like think how fast Robert Sala and Kyle Shanahan got into just huge cash. Right. And you know, John Robinson's in tears just talking about like what he could have done better slash like how shitty it was to lose that game. It's been yeah. a month now. I think that, so first of all, I would say the money, what the money can buy you is the freedom to make decisions that you want to make based on what you want, not what you have to do. And I think that's what John said, right? I make decisions based on what what I think is best, like what what my desire is. And I mean, we're talking about a guy that was a three sports star in high school competitor, goes to Stanford, which is highly competitive just academically to get in plays baseball and quarterback, switches to safety, gets drafted in baseball, comes back as Bill Walsh convinces him to come play safety. I can make you a pro. Then he goes to the NFL, becomes one of the best players ever because he's in the Hall of Fame, walks away from all of that competition. Imagine the amount of adrenaline he was pumping into his body 12 months a year from the age of like 13. Right, especially especially the way he played those sixteen games. Right? The way he played, yeah. So he's playing baseball and basketball and football as a kid. And then he's playing baseball and football in the at Stanford, and then he like so this guy is just mainlining competition. And I thought about that with Brady the other day. Like man in the arena is his thing. Like he loves using that phrase. Like in the arena means the person playing in the arena, not the person watching in the arena and not the person broadcasting in the arena, but the person with their guts out there in front of everybody for everybody to see in the arena. And and that's the thing about sports is like, unlike most other jobs, you have to, ret- you have to stop because as a, as age a, as makes you stop. Yeah. As a player, you just have to stop because age makes you stop. And I can't imagine that there are many highs that a human being can get quite like running through a tunnel for 60, 70, 80, 100,000 people. You remember that thing you retweeted week 18 of Derek Carr running out for I that do. playoff game? I remember him? thinking about it then. And I think your tweet was like, I don't even, I was something like, where else in the world would you get this? Like, that that I, drug. I, yes, that drug. That, but, but just that specifically of running out, going to play the game, and that fucking place was, that was just. And by the way, getting to act like you're not, it's not a, a, an event where you emotionally have to suppress yourself. You are screaming and yelling and hitting and throwing, right? You are like the most raw version of yourself. And that's, 
he, this guy didn't play like to your point, like he played the position where you got to act whatever your physical violence dreams were. You got to have them if you were John Lynch. And then you just put on a suit and go to TV. Um, and I can understand where he goes. How, how, this is what I said about him a week or two ago. Like, how do you go back to that? If this is the number one thing in your life, this competition is the thing you need. And I think it's what keeps him here for a while. And I think McVeigh, the same deal. Like maybe McVeigh tries it and then maybe he gets paid so well that he doesn't come back. Or maybe he gets paid so well that he does come back because he goes, what? I'm making 20 million a year and I'm just not getting the juice. I, I, yeah, I think it's a hard balance because McVeigh is a good example. He clearly, because he started at the shittiest job that Gruden had. If you're able to do that, that first year, you just, money doesn't, but also like when you're really young, money doesn't even mean that much to you. And you could argue money doesn't mean that much to you, even if you're not a money guy. But once you start making an amount of money, it does feel good looking in there and seeing that amount of money. The good part is for like Sean McVay is now he makes 15, 16, $17 million. So it's like, He's not doing that math. We're, we're John, I mean, again, like even he admitted today, like that's a lot of money. And this guy has seen, this guy's a pro athlete. He's been around pro athletes his whole life. He's signed huge deals. Like this guy's dad was an executive when he was growing up, I think in the media TV industry. Like this guy knows what a lot of money is. And you could see his face. Like this is a stupid amount of money to do what they're asking me to do. You know? But at the end of the day, I know it does nothing. It does not fulfill me. No. But you said because the that's time the other thing. And the he joined the Niners. Stuff, he he does it, He has no time and freedom when he does this job, right? No. But he joined the Niners. It's not like the Niners were, you know, tr- they've gone to the Super Bowl in the NFC Championship game. So he's like getting what he came for, right? Fuck yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> they, I, I I do wonder if they had gone seven and ten this year, and it's just kind of a debacle. I, I just don't think you get the highs. And even the loss of the the, AFC, the NFC Championship game, can you imagine the high all week? Like, I'm, like, we're getting ready to go play the Rams to go to the Super Bowl? It just doesn't get any better than that. Part of why I think uh, what I'm saying about John Robinson crying, it's because he's not crying about some random Week 16 game. He's, ta- he's crying because his team was the number one seed and they lost at home. Like, I, I bet in his mind it's like, and he's worked for Belichick, he's won Super Bowls. Like you don't get these opportunities that much. You work right. in the NFL long enough, he starts thinking like, you know, we might never have. Even if we make the playoffs the next four years, we we may have one playoff home game. Like it, it doesn't get any fucking better than that. We had well, it, and the, and we're playing the Bengals. That was one thing I heard um, Dirk say because Russillo asked him like, man, you know, losing the finals. How bad? How bad was that? Like, how much did that hurt to lose the finals? And he was like, honestly didn't hurt that bad because I thought we would just be back again. Like I just knew we'd be back soon, which was not the case, right? He was so, he was young enough, Dirk, that he didn't quite realize how hard it was. And um, to your point, John Robinson knows, John Lynch knows, like they know, they are fully aware right now of, of how hard it is. This is John Lynch. This is the guy who tried to go play for Belichick. Remember at the end of his career in 2008, which it turned out was the Matt Castle year. Like he wouldn't have won a Super Bowl with Belichick, but yeah, I also think I, I do wonder when you've been to the highest of highs and you've been around like ultimately John Lynch's career. He was around Tony Dungy, Mike Tomlin, John Gruden, Mike Shanahan, and then Belichick. Like his career ended for the Patriots. 
Like that, that's, and Bill Walsh is the guy that convinced him to become Ronnie Lott. Like John Lynch was not like, you know, I was around like a uh, dirt cutter, uh, Pat Sherber, you know, I mean, think of just the football, the, the, he's been around the greats at his industry. So it's like, yeah, it's, I, listen, I love Kevin Burkhart, but it's just, there is no, it's not even close. And I think deep down he knows how shitty, and also there is the man in the arena. Part of it is also like. I'm the general manager of the San Francisco 49ers. Our team's good. Like, what would be the point of spending all these years and, you know, hitting, even if it's 50, 40% on your draft picks, but you've hit on the fucking enough right ones where you're in position like, could we go on a couple year run now and be really good? Because ultimately, Sean McVay, part of it's one thing to like go out on top. It's, well, I can just rattle off some seasons now. I can become a legend. Like, that's the whole point of all this stuff is to become a legend. Right? That's why you work all those hours. You do all that time is to become a legend in your industry. In the industry that's the most competitive, that's the most difficult, that's the most violent, that's the most, I would say, of the three major sports, baseball, while you play every day, I, I don't think the the time at work even comes, like, there is no, football is in, its, in basketball, it's, it's his own little world. You know, it's like you work. Just yeah, I mean, uh, you, you are making, I would say, less stressful decisions per minute in football. Um, excuse me, in baseball than you are in football, right? Stressful well, my, decisions per minute. Like you make the lineup and then you just kind of wait till the seventh inning. But, but my point, yeah, my point is like they're, they're at work every day, but they're just kind of. That's what football, I mean. Like, it's not it's less stressful decisions per minute. Like football, you're making even in practice to say like you are. It is stressful because you're game planning for one game. The practice squad, the waiver wire. I mean, that part of that's in other sports too, but it's just, I, I have a lot of respect for anyone that's not, and this is why I respect Peyton Manning, or not Peyton, Peyton likes his money, but Tom, like Tom for a long period of time, now you can say he understood the big picture, was always taking less to fucking put himself in the best position to win, and he clearly dedicated his freaking life to winning. If Tiger Woods comes back this season, and plays at the St. Andrews or somehow plays the Masters. Honestly, guy, that is might be more remarkable than him winning the Masters a couple years ago. Like, what is he doing this for? It's, just, it's not about the money anymore. It's not about. It's just like this guy's an addict, a yeah, full-on addict. It's his. It's it's his purpose. It's what he has. Do you agree that if Tiger were to come back and play in a real PGA tournament, especially a big one? It is equally as impressive, given that he had no, he could have just easily read out of the sunset, been a spokesman for the PGA Tour, counted his cash. At this point in time, yeah, I mean, I, I think part of what makes top. it impressive is like what we don't even quite know about how the severity of his leg injury, right? That would be part of what makes it impressive. Do you and in the, some crazy way, he gets this new challenge that he wouldn't have had otherwise. Not that you would choose it, right? Yeah, part of it is this new challenge. Where you, you know say, sorry. Was, the green the light he was at before he went down the hill to roll i guess i don't know if the police report came out or there was like an article written that he was at a green light for like over 6 seconds it's like i guess he was just some not holes. paying like, attention yeah i mean that could be again he was stopped you know he was at the red light and then the light went green he just it was people were like was he this guy was he asleep you know? that kind of thing was he busy yeah 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 a lot of questions not answers uh, okay, next up, Josh McDaniels at um, Josh McDaniels at the uh, NFL Combine. So there's always going to be rumors when you a new regime coming in, and you got a quarterback who's entering the final year of his deal. 
Can you say definitively, barring injury, Derek Carr's your starting quarterback week one? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Um, I, I really am excited about this opportunity to work together. Um, I know what he's done, and and I and I know what we might be able to do going forward together. And that's what really excites me. Uh, looking forward to to building that process uh, as we go into April, May, June, July. Uh, and continue to grow together. Uh, it's really an important relationship. The head coach, the quarterback, the play caller, the quarterback. Um, there's got to be a synergy there, and I believe that, that we're on our way to doing that. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Starting quarterback week one. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Barring injury, Derek Carr's your starting quarterback week one. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Quarterback week one. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Back week one. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Do we take anything about him saying sure before you said absolutely? You know, he was trained by the guy that never says anything, and he's trying to not be like the other guys that all failed. So he's definitely being more outspoken, showing more personality. But I do think his, his predecessor, would John Gruden be his predecessor? He would be. Well, I mean, Rich Passaccia, but yeah. yeah. John. John was adamant when he showed up. Because remember, Cleo Max contract situation, a little different, but... And that ended up biting him in the ass. Remember, he got made fun of for a long time of like, you know, you said this. So yeah. I just think you got to be very careful. I watched a lot of just sitting in my bed last night on my iPad watching some new GMs talk. They're all pretty, you know, like, hey, man, these guys, because most of these teams, Josh a little different because his team was competitive. I guess most of the new GMs are taking over shitty teams like the Giants because he's like, everyone's available. Doug's like, everyone's available. Josh, Max Crosby's not available, you know. But I, I do think yeah, there is a feeling out process for if, if you and I ran a team and we used to do this, like put together lists, every team that gets a new GM and a new head coach, like who who on that team do we like? Let's let's call them because maybe he doesn't like them. Now, Derek is, I would say, in his own category of even the guy, you know, Waller, all their good players, just because he's the most he's a fucking quarterback. But I we've been talking about for a while, like I'm not expecting to see Adam Schefter or Rapsheet or Silver Boys with his agent tweet out like he signed a $180 million extension for $150 million. Yeah. What's more likely, that or a trade? Uh, well, they need a quarterback. And someone in the NFL told me that, like, Josh and the – not maybe not Josh, but the Patriots really liked Derek when he was coming out. And that was the year Jimmy Garoppolo. And it makes sense, right? They were drafting way farther than the Raiders, so Derek didn't follow them. I think it's fair to say that it was Derek Carr... Jimmy, neither did the other guy they kind of like with Johnny Manziel. I, I do wonder, like, was Derek above Jimmy on their board? I think there's a decent chance, right? Uh, and then maybe, the last... although the you know the 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 book makes it seem like they were deciding between Jimmy and Johnny. Gotcha. So that's what I mean, the book they, that's what Wickersham wrote. It was between Jimmy and Johnny. And clearly Wickersham talks to every single person in the Patriot organization. So uh I mean he has Belichick's quotes driving by himself like on a red light. It's like, how do you know this stuff? And Tony? then Tom in a moment <laughs> that will only stay between him and Giselle and me said, <laughs> Giselle, I don't want to tear up uh, the mistakes of our last year and throw them in the fire. It was and then crazy. Bill threw out his big gulp. It was technically littering, but he was so mad. He you know, it's like would Bill tell you this? No, he's reviewing uh <laughs> cameras uh traffic cam video. Yeah. That then I've heard and it's been out there a little bit that the Patriots sniffed around the last couple of years on on Derek, that I do think it makes sense for Josh to coach Derek this year, but I do think it also makes sense for them just to play it out, you know, 
just, hey, let's just have a year. Because if I'm Josh, wouldn't you want to have just see what it feels like, how it goes, how much you like the guy? I think 1,000%. I think Jim, I think Derek Carr, I think Derek Carr is in the, in the 1% of quarterbacks that new coaches get to inherit, right? Justin Herbert would be like in the 0.01% of new quarterbacks. What's, what's Rodgers? Rodgers, yeah, Rodgers in the 0.001. I mean, I put him ahead of Herbert, right? Yeah. But Derek's in the 1%. Like most times, coaches replace coaches whose teams suck and often they Cousins. Don't Where'd you put Cousins? Top 10%? Um, no, I'd, you know, I'd probably put Cousins in the 1%. Cousins is a pretty good guy to inherit. It's better than like Heineke or something, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I just think it's, I mean, 1%. If you had 100 new coaches, Maybe more than one of them gets a quarterback of what's, that level. What's but. taken the Texans' job and then their star quarterback saying, I'm never playing for you again, and I just refuse to show up, then I get in trouble, and I just never see that guy again? Wh- which coach did that? Not well, Cully, right? Cause, like, <laughs> yeah, it was more Casario. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I think Josh has every reason to try and play with Derek. I think Josh gets a lot of credit for winning with the Raiders. And I think the fastest way to win with the Raiders is to win with Derek Carr as your quarterback. Um, I don't think you want to pay 150 million, but I think the cost would be greater. If you tried to find another quarterback, the cost in draft capital, the cost in trade capital, the cost in got, I mean, who, if you could find a free agent quarterback, the cost in free agency, I just, to me, if we wrote down all the ways the Raiders could get a quarterback, by far, I think their best option is the one they have on the roster. It just stays their quarterback. Agreed. So, I, I, I it does complicate it though, and I mean, part of this is a business and the money. Like, I mean, if you're Derek, you could. He's in a weird spot, right? Like, he, he can't really hold out because you got a new coach, but technically, you can, right? How, how many guys of Derek's ability play on the last year of the contract? Just look at Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins got an extension. Right, a year ago or two years ago, like that. Boom! You don't even think he just keeps making his thirty-three million. Boom, boom. Derek, I mean, in Derek's mind, and he's right. Or I mean, I don't know if Derek spends as much time thinking about it probably his agent. Like we've been on a pretty cheap deal now for a couple of years, guys. We've been uh, throwing you. We've been a fucking doing you guys a favor. Maybe he wants to keep doing it Brady style because it hasn't been a lot of winning. Okay, well, it's like can you can we sign the four-year twenty-nine million dollar? I'll give you a Brady contract, but I need. Four year, twenty nine a year, fully guaranteed, one hundred and twelve million dollars or whatever. Wouldn't you do that if you were the Raiders? I would do that, yeah. But twenty nine million dollars, I I would do that. I mean, the, yeah, no, no, no. I know, I know. I'm I'm just saying, I'm repeating. But the I'm saying, because- but but if but if Derek's agent looking at you like Derek, we're giving them a fifteen million dollar a year discount right now. That's a pretty big discount, right? Because how much would Derek get if he was? How what would the Commanders give him a year? Forty five million. Yeah, I mean. Well, free agency is just a whole other animal, but I know. But it, but even if they did like the quote unquote trade and sign or whatever, like we saw with Khalil Mack, like he would. Well, the football number, team, football team's busy, John. They called the Chiefs just to check in on Mahomes, according to a report. No, they didn't. I don't know. Again, didn't click it. I don't know who reported it, but the story was that they had a quarterback list of forty three guys, and they called every team. Can, can, can we confirm? Was that a real story? Hey Andy, just just checking in. Uh, you know that pick at the end of the half—that's unacceptable. You guys can do better. You know we'll 
We'll take that money. We'll fucking pay your dead cat. We'll do whatever it takes. Uh, I can't click the link because it's paywall, but it says Kansas City Star, Washington Commanders reportedly called Chiefs about Mahomes' availability. The team started with a search list of 42 quarterbacks. Yes, all 32 teams were contacted, which means somebody in Washington placed a call to the Chiefs. Could be the backup. Which, to your point, yeah, maybe the Cardinals could trade Kyler Murray for 12 first-rounders to the football team. Well, they 100% could. I, I'm I'm kind of behind the Kyler trade Mariota because well, also I I, I, little... would, I would short the Commanders because it's like are we sure they'd be a lock to be good? They'd win some games in September. We know that. Uh, let's try this again. You think Josh needs a not even trying to be mean, but a you know maybe a 13 day cleanse? A little inter- yeah, a little intervention. Josh got big. Yeah, Steve, Steve Kime is big too. Jeez, I watched his press conference a little bit. He's he's a big boy. Now he's a former guard. I think Josh was a quarterback, right, or a wide receiver. Was he? He played John Carroll. Yeah. Um, Cliff Kingsbury contract extended through twenty twenty seven. Steve Kimes is as well, but Kingsbury is the uh, relevant party here. And while the Cardinals again have created problems for people in the division, including the 49ers. This is not bad news for the NFC West, is it? Well, I mean, Kime's pretty good GM. They draft. I'm not well. talking about Kime. I'm talking about Cliff. I mean, they did sweep the Niners this year. I know. With they Colt played McCoy. them pretty tough the last couple of years. So I, as someone who talks a lot of shit about Cliff, I, I think it does it give them more stability. Like, hey guys, I'll give you some stability, but you give you the juice to make a move on Kyler. Do you think this? I think it does ensure- give them the stability to make a move on Kyler. Now, do you think this ensures Kyler gets a long-term contract? Because I do not. No, I mean, right? Cliff, a lot of people have pointed to the fact that Cliff and Kyler have the same agent, Eric Burkhart. Um, what are we coming into the 2022 season, which was the last year of his deal? So 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. He got a five-year extension. That's a real extension. Well, I think it was a four. I think they were, they were on. They were. I saw a rap sheet or someone say. Both guys were under contract this year, so it's basically a four-year extension, right? This year was guaranteed. Well, no, they this got- is the 2022 season. This is the last year of his deal. So 23, have- 24, 25, 26, 27 through the 27 season. God damn. So it's a real extension they just gave Cliff. I heard oh, maybe they said potential team option for the fifth year. Okay. Okay, so maybe it's still. I mean, it wasn't a two-year. It wasn't a three-year, which I, given that he doesn't have a ton of other options, it wouldn't shock me if they tried and pulled one of those deals, right? I kept saying, well, you couldn't make them both play out the last. Here's the thing, I you know we've talked about this forever with Jed and and definitely Mark. If you and I owned a team, we we were the, you know, the, the Clark brothers, and the last thing we'd want to do is consistently go on GM and head coaching searches, right? One, they're pain yeah. in the ass. And two, the likelihood, we, we talk a lot about like the likelihood of hitting draft picks. I think it's fair to say the likelihood, even if you feel really good about it, of nailing these are 50-50 at best. Like well, Kyle and Sean McVay were not viewed like Kyle and Sean McVay in 2017 when they were hired, especially Sean, 31-year-old coach. I mean, things change fast. Here's the other thing. You're the owner. You spend all your time with Steve Kime, right? Like that's the person you trust. If you fire the GM and the head coach, who do you trust then? Who do you get to trust? You just you have to start find a new somebody relationship. to trust. Yeah, which starts with like a 15-minute conversation. I'm going to put all 
So once you believe in somebody, like I don't think it's that crazy that Steve Kime has gotten to hire as many people as he's gotten to hire. The, the, the owner believes in him. And to your point, if I don't have a huge network of other people that I would have on deck, if I don't have a short list of, I met this guy five years ago, I followed his career, man, he's fantastic. If I fire Kime, I got to go get him. Maybe he doesn't have that list, right? So he doesn't want to do it. And in his defense, to your point, Kingsbury, five wins, eight wins, 11 wins. Arians had three 10 win seasons. Okay. So Cliff now has as many 10 win seasons as Ken Wisenhunt, who went to the Super Bowl with them, actually with a nine win season. And that's that's it. Don Coriel won 10 plus games in 74, 75, 76. Like, I think partly I give Bidwell some credit. He knows how bad it can be. Well, there yeah, because they were they were a joke pre Wisenhunt Kurt Warner. There are right. worse things to be than 11 win wild card loss disappointing. Mad at your quarterback, right? Yeah. You could be the Giants. You could be the Jets. You could be you the could old be. Cardinal. You could be his dad's Cardinals. So, I, I, yeah, I, I'm with you. If you like them, yeah. You so just, it's not bad. So it's not good then. It's not necessarily good for the NFC. It's not terrible for the NFC or the NFC West, but it's not good because Cliff they is. Do, they, they do have a lot of talent on their team, right? Yeah. I just, if I tell you they get those two guys get four more years, where would you bet? Does Kyler play all four of those for them, or do they get a different quarterback in that time? Um, honestly, obviously, that's what we are here. I think he does. I think he's. I think quarterbacks are hard to replace, especially talented quarterbacks. Well, if Kyler was just a linebacker or a receiver. He would not be on the team much longer, right? Right. Like if they didn't love him, but his talent was awesome, but he's a pain in their ass, he'd be gone. He would get traded this offseason for like a one and a two or whatever, right? Two ones and a two, like J- Jamal Adams or Jalen Ramsey. It shows you the power of quarterbacks. They feel like we're just stuck. Also, they just won 11 games, so they don't. The last quarterback. Well, well, yeah, we're stuck with a pl- guy that can play a little. But my point is just they got Kyler by being terrible and drafting first. Well, that's why you do my move of three ones, two twos, and Marks Mariota. Could you Football compete team? to win nine, ten games? You still got to find another quarterback. Well, as Mariota, and then I figure it out with all my picks. Yeah, just you know these these guys. They've been looking for quarterbacks forever. They're hard to. It's hard to figure it out. Right. Well, like is is Roseman's like you'd position, rather try and just make it work with Kyler? I think is Roseman's position with like seven top fifty picks these next two years, but no real answer at quarterback. An enviable one, or one like well, it's a. Decent thing to have, but also a problem when you don't have your star quarterback. Yeah, it's enviable to a point, but he would trade all of it for a starting quarterback. If you told him right now, you got to trade seven picks, but you'll have a franchise quarterback for the next 10 years, he would do it in a heartbeat. Like, would Veach trade jobs with him? No. Would Brandon Bean trade jobs with him? No. Would John Lynch trade jobs with him? No. Pete Carroll? You know, might think about it. His team did make if the playoffs. You, now, you, granted, seventh. I'm just, I, I'm just throwing it out. Yeah, there, I right? mean, if you said it's, it's a great position to be in. Two part of it is how he loves. He has, that. The, well, he has like a the function, Dolphins. He has a functional start. He has a functional starter. Yeah, I mean, he does, but it's like you got to get they got to get better because they get more expensive. Would Kyle trade Kyler straight up for Trey? Zero chance. Kyler, to me, that letter, and then I. I tweet this on my story that is rg3 now this guy's a better why rg3 rg3 came to his defense 
Yeah, this guy, RG3. The media throwing. needs to stop tell, start telling the, the story of the players. Was like part of RG3. RG3, passed after his first year, now granted he got hurt a little bit, was never a good player. This guy could play a little bit, but this guy has RG3 similarities of, it just feels like, is this coming from you and your dad? Like, do you, are you guys just obsessed with yourself? Honestly, I, I say it all the time. Like, I can't look at RG3 on television. I don't see him that much, but I've s- seen him call a couple games. I think a college game this year I was watching, I was like, mm-hmm. I, I changed the channel or I muted it. I just don't take him seriously. And that's not defending Kyle or whatever. I just remember being in the AFC or the NFC East. And I mean, obviously, he was just a huge topic of conversation. It was just people thought he was a tool. I remember a coach went to the Raider game and an assistant coach on another team told me, he's like, yeah, we got on the elevator. We had just beat the, the football team, or the, they were the Redskins at the time. This would have been like 14 or 15. might have been 14. And Kyle looked at us and said, the fucking backup's better, but I can't start him. Whatever their last year. And he said that coming down the elevator. You said a Raider coach said that. A Raider coach told him, because they get on the elevator at the same time. No, no, no. The team the Raiders were playing. Gotcha, guys. Had played the football team the gotcha, previous understood, week. Understood. And the guy said that Kyle, in, in our 10-second you know, thing, was like, you see how shitty that quarterback is? My backup, I want to play him, and the owner won't let me. I vividly remember that. How about Kyle making an excuse to the other coach on the elevator ride? It's fantastic. He said Kyle was hot. That was So that was an L then, clearly. That was an L. <laughs> oh, my God. Because remember, there was like that year period where like – they really want everyone wanted cousins, 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 and even Jay Gruden battled it for a year, I think. Mm-hmm. And Dan Snyder's like, "No, this guy is a star." That's the difference in Arizona. Does it feel like the owners in love? Because it does not. Does not. Because it feels like an indie. The owner hates. So, yes, hates. it does feel that way. <laughs> hates. Oh, we got some good quarterback storylines going on right now. Well, if you're the Steelers, and let's say Jimmy and Colt. Uh, Colt, not Colt, Carson Wentz, they both are relieved of their duties and are available. What quarterback would you rather have? Well, we talked about this the other day, and you reminded me that Carson did beat Jimmy, and Carson's more physically gifted, and you know both have an injury history, although Carson was health, healthy enough to help that comp, uh, the conditional pick out. <laughs> um <coughs> Well, I depend. Like, I know Kyle Shanahan would rather have Jimmy. I think. You know what Wentz's stat football, line was this football year? Football team, I think, would rather you, you have Jimmy. Broncos, you know rather, yeah, I think Jimmy. Do you know what Carson Wentz's touchdown to interception number was? There? I'm going to say it was. God, this is our favorite. This we could do a whole live stream. That's just guessing quarterback touchdown interception numbers. I'm going to say Carson was. Uh it's way better than you're going to say. I'll promise you that. Okay, well, see, now you shouldn't have told me that. I'm going to say it was 21 and uh, 23 and 10. 27 and 7. <laughs> it's crazy because I watched them and it never felt like that. 27 and 7. If those were Jimmy's numbers, the Niners win 12 games. Now, again, if it doesn't work like that. I'm not saying. Well, no, but if Jimmy's that, yeah, I mean. That's the thing is you'd watch Carson and he felt Carson felt like Jimmy when I watched him this year. He'd left-handed passes, two-handed push passes, just some actually some crazier shit than Jimmy does. I do wonder, I'm not gonna do it, but did he have a couple games where he threw like four 
three touchdowns. Like Jimmy doesn't have three touchdown games. So it's like if you have a couple three touchdown games, you can kind of, you know, you have three of those. That's nine. Boom. In three games. Right. Jimmy has a lot. You of don't runs. have the Jimmy has the, a lot of just back. You don't have the energy to, to just click the button real quick. Here, let's look at this game one. Well, no, because I, I, I go to the uh, Wikipedia or not the Wikipedia, but I just type in the name and then it always oh. comes up under the Wikipedia. So I'll I tell you. See yeah, I just pulled it up. Um, two, three touchdown games against the Jets and a three touchdown, two pick game against the Titans. Wow. Yeah. 27 and seven. I mean, that has to be one of the better touch and interception ratios of his career. Well, you could argue if you just average 1.8 touchdowns a game now, 17 games, I mean, you get to the high twenties pretty easily, right? Cause if you average two touchdowns a game, what's that now? 34. So the numbers are a little, in, this is the Steve Young argument, a little inflated. Well, 2020 was a remarkable year by him because he only played in 12 games but somehow threw 16 picks, uh, 16 touchdowns and 15 picks. He led the league in picks and he only played 12 games in 2020. Remarkable. The year before he played 16 games, same exact stat line, 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions. The year before that in 11 games, 21 and seven. The year before that in 13 games, 33 and seven. Guy, he was on pace for like a 40 and an eight that year. The 33 and seven. The year. one he would have yeah. won the MVP. What a fall from grace. He probably, I would imagine he led the league in touchdowns that year. He still finished third in the MVP that year. You're saying the 33 at the time he got injured was leading the league? I'm just guessing it was, don't you think? Yeah, yeah 33 through 13 games. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe Tom. Had, I mean, I don't know. Maybe yeah, Russ. It's just does feel the to the touchdown numbers. Say it again. Uh, it feels like the influx of some of the young guys has added to the touchdown numbers. The Josh Allen's, the Mahomes, yeah. now Herbert. Yeah. Stafford now on a good team. But I mean, like, you know. Well, what, like Peyton was good for forty-two to, wasn't he? And he was, but he. But my point is, he was a little bit of an outlier, right? I'm just typing in 2017 regular season touchdown leader was Russell Wilson with 34. Carson Wentz threw one wow. less touchdown in 13 games. So that's incredible. Does so he, he win the he wins the MVP every year? They're the one seed. He throws 40, you know, 40 touchdowns, 38 I, touchdowns. I remember he was kind of the leader for MVP when he got hurt. Do you remember it that way? Uh, I just remember watching him on a couple, like, Sunday, Monday night games. Like, holy shit, this guy looks good. He looked – it was kind of like a Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes mix. Remember? Just his movement and how strong – it actually was probably more Josh Allen meets Roethlisberger because he could like toss guys off him, keep plays alive, and then just throw bombs. He could move. I mean, he was just you never just is it just simple as the ACL because it doesn't. When you watch him, it's like it's not an ACL problem. It's like why are you throwing it like that? Maybe seventeen was also just kind of a down year. I mean, there were only three guys over thirty touchdowns. Todd Gurley finished second for the MVP. So. He was pretty sweet, though. I remember. Yeah, but I mean, it's just he, you know, yeah. a running back. Down uh, NFL year. Chris Greer just met with local reporters. Among the biggest takeaways, the Dolphins did make a call on Sean Payton, but the Saints blocked them. Asked about Deshaun Watson, he said, "We've got the door shut on Deshaun, GM of the Dolphins." I saw. I think 
Greer called Jeff Ireland, and he asked him, like, we're interested in Sean Payton. What should I do? How should I go about it with your management? And Jeff Ireland, maybe Florio wrote this, wrote, don't bother. <laughs> Which, you, yeah, I mean. The, uh, here's my, my thing with the Dolphins really quick. Because yeah. I saw the headline was, Stephen Ross's plan was Peyton and Brady. Like, they're the classic, like, huh? the Sacramento Kings are dreaming about a LeBron, Luka, and then try to trade for John ja Morant combo. Like, Stephen Ross, can we fucking come to reality? Like, all your things, you're swinging for the fences. Can you just try to hit, like, a an opposite field, just stand-up double for once in your life as an owner? Like, and I, I appreciate and I admire big thinkers and, and, and guys that swing for the fences, but... You've swung for the fences a lot now, and you've missed. Can we just try to do something smart? Like, he's always doing these fucking kind of people, like, his stuff. It's like, what was he doing? What? He couldn't even tank right. That organization, something's weird about that organization, I think. Just something's off. I, I, I feel for a guy McDaniel. I, I just, something about the colors. I, I, I think, know. honestly, when you if you go through the list of pro sports teams in Florida, they're all kind of off. Miami Marlins, the Rays, Bucks, the Dolphins, the Bucks, Jags, the 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 Magic. I mean, the Heat, the Heat are solid. The Heat have a, I mean, same coach for. Well, I mean, and they, I mean, who saved them, Pat? Yeah, Pat. But I mean, they've got. They're just. Yeah, they're the outlier. They're they're the outlier. But the rest of them are weird. <laughs> Good point. So very weird. Uh, but Mike McDaniels will change that, John. One incredible press conference at a time. Mike McDaniel, sorry. Mike McDaniel. If you could run either team, either pro football team, from scratch as a GM or head coach, so it's like both are equal, like no team has a better quarterback or better cap space or whatever, Bucks or Dolphins? Dolphins. Just because of history? Do I get to build a stadium too? Yeah, Uniforms are just, they, honestly, like, yeah. Probably because me, like my age, I just... The Dolphins Miami. are cool to me. I think the Bucks are just the whole thing. It's the Tom Brady won a championship in a Bucks uniform is so weird. When you say the Bucks, when you say the Bucks, it sounds better than like the Marlins or the Rays. I respect the shit. Out I mean, of the, the Rays, Rays but... have been just incredible. Yeah, which which would you choose? I mean, probably. I mean, Miami's a sweet place to live. I guess. I you feel just like choose Miami, the yeah. But I also like, I mean, Josh Allen's not going away. Belichick could coach for 10 more years. Like, look at the look at the NFC South. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I think Tampa per capita has more strip clubs than anywhere else in America. Is that good or bad for the job? Uh, I don't think it's great. You know, I think, you know, I remember Raheem Morris. I remember rumors who struggled to, you know, stay out of those things. Now he's happily married now. So. Uh, Mike McDaniel? The NFL's new favorite press conference guy? Are you Is he taking the top spot? You got him red flagged? No. I like him. But I I I I already am turned off by how much everyone else loves him. The way the way you get, you know, Brandon Staley in your timeline nonstop. Finally you snapped. The the difference between Brandon Staley, though, is like it's such cheese ball. Like this guy has been pretty consistent with his goofy nature from clips when he was six years ago, right? Th to me, there's a consistency with this. There, yeah. to, There's a fraudulent nature with Brandon Staley that I, I I can do a couple things well in life. I can sniff out a fraud from a mile away. To me, McDaniel, I just think he's a goofball, 
And part of why I think he resonates with just random people is we're not you like we're used to seeing Vrabel. You know, we're used to seeing John Lynch, Ash Wednesday, talking trades. Like it's just Mike McDaniel. Now, I told you this before we hopped on. There's no doubt in my man, my mind that everyone that is not associated with the Shanahan tree is so fucking tired of the Shanahan guys getting, you know, media blowjobs, getting talked about, getting talked about how g- smart they are. Even Lynch how, mentioned it. How great their offenses are. But now Lynch is a Shanahan guy. So he's like, gets But even Lynch credit. was like, you know, the, the, what did he, however he said it, like all the Washington guys, he made a comment about the Washington guys. I, I could see just random guys in the league. Like if you just ran into like Todd Bowles, like, what do you think about these young cats? He's like, God damn, I hate those guys. You know, I, I you know, I, he might be a bad example, but he's can be negative. Like the Zimmers, the Aryan, just the older, they don't show up to the combine. Just the, but pure, based purely on the attention that they get, right? They get a lot of attention. They get a lot of attention and they're just skinny. Like how, who coaches football and this is skinny. We're all fat. Even Vrabel's like, I've gained 20 pounds. I started coaching. What was up with these guys? You start thinking, are they even working? Well, See, that's a good point. It, the guys that played, if you didn't play, you always have to kind of overcome that with the guys that did play, right? None of them played in the league. No. In the league. I mean, it's like, they, their claim to fame is like, walk on Yale, never played a snap. Walk on Texas, four career catches, which is which is more impressive than walk on at Yale. Like, walking on Texas. McVay was, McVay, you know. A legitimate slot receiver at Ohio. But I don't think people talk about McVay like, I mean, McVay just won a Super Bowl. LaFleur. I could see LaFleur and Kyle, like, we talk about these guys like they're Super Bowl champs. And they probably used to say McVay. Now you just got to take McVay out of there yeah. and be like, why is everyone blowing these two? Again, I, I think part of it is their skinny look. They're young. They're super rich. And again, everyone talks about them nonstop. Everybody. Yeah. Remember when Gruden tried to bully LaFleur about the uh, bad field in Canada, whatever it was? Didn't they end up playing on an 80-yard field? Yeah, they were they 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 moved the um the uh what do you call them the pylons up to like but then but but I think you always went the other way. The only time that happened was remember there was a turnover that got returned that direction. Didn't before the game LaFleur they put down like fifty guys out of uniform? Remember that? They played with like just the I remember just the like LaFleur, I remember the clip of LaFleur like, man, th- we can't play on this. And then Gruden's like, I I mean I'm ready to play. You ready to play? LaFleur's like, Oh yeah, it's not not really my call. Wasn't that a game in like Saskatchewan or something? Yeah, it was in Canada somewhere. The, whose idea was that? Let's just try Canada, send the Raiders. Well, wasn't it like the <laughs> Packers yeah, are right there? It's like uh, a 10 minute drive. <laughs> the Raiders already in Vegas? I don't think so. No, they, they, were, were, they were. No, they weren't. They weren't. Because that was one of those, you guys are just hating. You guys are just hating. Haters. They, they, yeah, they played on an 80 yard field, but haters. Because remember, there's that visual of like Bedane, like three of the crew. Like with Gruden trying to figure out, yeah, bro, you guys—they give you one task to try to go international, and you screw it up. (laughs) Uh, All right, the real question that remains is: Will Ham be back on Thursday? Time will tell. Uh, Things could happen. It's a lot of good content these last couple days. Why stop now? So keep it locked into the live YouTube to the podcast. Share it with your friends. We definitely appreciate that. People out there. Uh, word of mouth, as Ludacris once said, old reference. Uh, sorry, I don't have any new lines from the Kodak Black album, but um, yeah, little baby, the baby, <laughs> two separate guys. Uh, I, I, I go to Robert Kraft for all my rap intel. 
I actually think Da Baby has a couple good songs. Little yeah. Baby is a little. I don't do Little Baby, but Da Baby, he's got a good hooks. So I'll give Da Baby that. I've listened to a couple times in the gym. Da Baby. There you go. All right. On that note, everybody. Adios. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.